Here we go again. Welcome back to The Bunt, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. It's the one and only Vans, baby. Damn, Daniel, back at it again with the white <laughs> Right now, the hottest topic in skateboarding is the Ultra Range Pro from Vans. There ain't nothing like it in the skate game. This is something we have never seen before. Seifa, can you do us all the pleasure of breaking down the technology available in the Ultra Range Pro? You know they call me Dr. Technology in these streets. The Ultra Range Pro comes with that brand new Ultra Cush Light midsole compound offering the ultimate in impact cushioning, Duracap upper reinforcement and high wear areas for unrivaled durability. Oh, you want more? They got Lux Liner sock fit construction with seamless internals to reduce weight, rubbing, and hot spots. And if that wasn't good enough, it also includes suede uppers and Van's original waffle outsoles made of rubber that offers grip and support. Right now, the only thing you should be asking yourself is what colorway you're going to order the Ultra Range Pro from on Vans.ca. Reggie, Christmas is coming. Treat yourself and a loved one. Vans, off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. Yo, 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 we back like cook crack. You already know what the fuck it is still. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got much to report in the fantasy world. Taking a couple huge L's in basketball and football. <laughs> but yo, Leo, if you're listening, one thing did go right this week. <laughs> I had an amazing dinner date with ex-wifey. And you know what time it is. I'm headed in head first back into that wife life. Oh. So uh, your good luck wishes worked out. Your boy's hyped. Fuck fantasy. It's all about real life. You dig? It's all about that real love for the ghost this week, huh? Well, man, this week we tried to take the high road, but we just don't know the address, man. We got Clint Walker in the building, and we couldn't be happier getting down to the bottom of uh, just about every piece of controversy he's been in. And then y'all know what it is, same as usual, into the post office, answering the people's questions, and then it's on to the rundown, the segment that makes us the best podcast in sports, my friend. Hell yeah, B. Let's get it. Before we get it popping, make sure to like us on Facebook at The Bunt, follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live, and keep sending them them emails and then voice notes to Live at gmail.com, baby. That's what's really good. And of course... Go peep thebuntlive.com every Monday for that crispy new update. You know what I'm saying? This week, Max Fine, the one and only local legend of pain, Mr. Guest Trick, at Max Fine. You dig? Man, we've been wanting to track this guy down for a hot minute. Clint Walker. His name's definitely come up on the pod before. You all know the man. He's kind of wild. He's got good positive energy, though. And as we found out, there's two sides to every story. You diggy? My man Clint Walker, the star of King of the Road for a couple seasons, just dropped a banging new part in Birdhouse's video Saturdays. 
But before we pop it off, as is tradition around here at Studio E, me and the ghost about to dig into the fridge and grab one of our favorite beverages. Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner. The only buzz. Alright y'all, we got Clint Walker in the building this week. What's going on, man? What's up? We made it, finally. Yeah, here we are, man, inside Studio yeah. E. Couple months in the making, been trying to get Clint on here, you know what I'm saying? His name's come up on the pod quite a few times. Get to the bottom of some stories. Hyped to have you, man. Oh, hell yeah, hyped to be here. You could thank uh, Spencer. Hey, look, you're over here telling me to put my shit on airplane <laughs> mode. You're off ringing off the hook. That's terrible, oh, man. Oh, shit, mm-hmm. blood. Real professional, guys. So we got Spencer to thank for this one, eh? Yeah, Spencer's my dog. For real, from the time I met him, I was like, this guy's the fucking shit. So I'm so down for Spencer. So whenever he was like, yeah, those are my boys, I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll do it. Because uh, I think Spencer, uh, not Spencer, uh, Richie Valdez was yeah. like, he was trying to get me a while to do it a while back. And I was like, man, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I was like, I, don't, I just don't listen to like podcasts and stuff, you know? So I don't know. I just don't really even like fuck with it. So. Yeah. But, uh, so, and I like giving Richie a hard time, so anything he wants me to do, I just like tell him to fuck off. But then Spencer, <laughs> Spencer was like, dude, those are my boys, like, they're tight. And I was like, all right, fuck it, like, I guess let's do this. So here we are. Hell yeah, man. Big shout out to Spencer. Thank you. Hell yeah. And uh, Richie hooked us up with some, the inside scoop on some stories too. So you could thank uh, him for that later. Oh, I bet he did. Richie yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate and sports moment. One of them, just off the top of my head, thinking about it and talking about Richie, so it's on the top of my head, was uh, back lipping that rail at UCI with the kink on it. Uh, that was like so long ago, and that was the first, I think it was the my first ad ever, or the first time I ever like got paid from a company. I was uh, I wanted to back lip that rail, the one that Leo 5 owed. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And he was like, all right, you do that, and like I'll fucking put you on. So that was like the first time I ever kind of had a mission you know where i was like hell yeah dude like let's fucking do this like i want to get because at the time you know i was just like some kid that had moved out to california and just wanted to get paid to skate pretty much mm-hmm. and uh yeah so we went there and i fucking battled that for so long like broke my wrist and still dealing with that shit actually right now and um yeah i ended up getting that and i just off the top of my head that was definitely like a moment you know i, I remember just being like so hyped because it was just some a spot that I, I'd seen people skate forever, you know, and just was, I guess, stoked to kind of like, you know, put your mark in skateboarding, I guess, yeah. or something like that. Even though it ended up on the fucking internet in some dumbass web clip for some stupid ass company that doesn't exist anymore. So fuck you, yeah, <laughs> big fuck, fu- fuck you, jock. But whatever, it, it, it was it was fun at the time. Uh, so that's a real clip right there man that's a real mission too backlip it and get on the team yeah it's got to be nice to know if you land something immediately you're on the team like you're going for it i know yeah i thought so too i was like oh yeah this is a good this is a good little ultimatum right here it's gonna (laughs) make me hug down some shit yeah dude brian young i don't know if you guys know who that is he's like an old spitfire pro back in the day but uh he was the um the team manager for Ambig at the time, and dude, still shout out Brian Young. He's my dog, dude, forever. He's the shit. If you know him, you know what I'm talking about. That's my dog. Hell yeah. What's good with sports? You you a sports guy or what? 
I'm not really a sports guy. I mean, I played sports in like up until ninth or tenth grade in high school, and uh, I was actually really into sports. Love playing sports, but uh, then I just started skating and uh, having more fun with that. Uh, so here you go. Uh, best sports moment was when I quit sports, and uh, the, one of the coaches for Frederick High School. I hope he hears this shit. Uh, <laughs> he was like what are you doing? Like, you're going to quit sports and you're just going to throw all this away to like skateboard. Like he was like, what are you going to end up? You're going to end up like a trash guy in Frederick, Oklahoma. And I was like, man, hopefully I end up somewhere besides a coach at Frederick high school. Like, really, fuck you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So that was like, and then instantly, cause we were, I was homies with like all the coaches and shit. And then as soon as I quit sports, they were all like pretty much not all of them, but for the most part, you know, they were all, cause they were teachers too. They mm. all were like, kind of like bummed on me and weren't cool with me anymore. So oh. I, from then on, I was like, fuck you guys. You know, like fuck sports, whatever. Cause I just had more fun skating and just kind of, did that and uh but yeah that was a that was a pretty good sports moment quitting sports was a good sports moment i think that's hell amazing, yeah man hopefully he is listening <laughs> yeah i hope so fuck you randy biggs <laughs> <laughs> what sport were you playing at the uh, time? I, pl- I played uh football baseball basketball and track yeah i know right i know hey bring on the jock comments let's go let's <laughs> bring it baby hey we're jocks ourselves man you at oklahoma city <laughs> thunder fan or what I am, yeah, yeah, for sure. That was, uh, I kind of just didn't really give a fuck about sports really until uh, we got the Thunder here in Oklahoma City just because we never, I was never really like an OU fan or anything, but it was cool once Oklahoma City got like a pro team of some sort, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know, I definitely watch, watch all the Thunder games. I'm stoked. We got Paul George and Carmelo now. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, this, this year's going to be good. Uh, I'm not like, I don't know, too big. I don't really care, but it's fun to watch and it's fun to go to some games and just have somebody, you know, from your city to, I guess, root for. It's fun. Tell us about growing up in Altus, Oklahoma, and how'd you get into skating? Um, I actually got into skating in Frederick, Oklahoma. I lived in Frederick before I moved to Altus. Frederick's really small. It's like 7,000 people, 8,000 people, I think. And uh, two of my friends, Brandon Snodgrass and Cody House, mainly Cody House, uh, just kids I hung out with at the time, they skated, and uh, I didn't really know them all that well, but I was at a friend's house, and they came skating by, and I was like, yo, what up, you know, and started talking to them, and I was like, dude, like, how do you ollie, man, like, like, how do you get the board off the ground, you know, I was a typical fucking dude, didn't know anything about skating, yeah, and man. so they, like, explained it to me, and showed it to me, and we were in this little alley, I'll seriously never forget it, like, this little alleyway, and they showed me how to ollie and I learned and I was able to like, you know, when you first ollie, you just get your wheels like barely off the ground, but you can feel yeah. it. You know, you're doing something. And as soon as the first time where I like got my wheels off the ground, I was like, holy shit. Like that was so fucking sick. And I was like, dude, I'm getting a board for Christmas. I think it was like October or something at that time. And I was so juiced. And then, uh, yeah, I got a board for Christmas. So like, I don't know, a, a month or whatever later, like ended up two months later. Yeah. Getting a board for Christmas. And, uh, yeah, from then on, just started skating and, uh, yeah, quit sports and just kind of never, I, when I was, uh, let's see, I moved to Altus when I was, oh man, I think, 
how old was I? I would have been in 10th grade, so I don't know how old, however old you are then. Uh, moved to Altus, and that was, I'd been coming to Altus, like, kind of often with my dad, because he owned a, he owns a glass business. Everyone glass, come get your glass, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but he owns a glass business there, and so he would, we would travel back and forth, and when I didn't have school, I would go over there and skate the skate park there in Altus. They had, like, a little DIY park that was pretty fun that uh, Big B built, my dog, and uh, so I would always go over there and skate with those guys. So we, once we ended up moving over there, I just kind of skated the park all the time. And then started on the weekends, I would drive up to Oklahoma City and skate there. And that's how I met everybody from Oklahoma City, just traveling up there to skate because there wasn't too much really to skate there in Altus. Yeah, and then once I graduated high school, I moved to California. That was kind of always what I wanted to do. Going, you know, in high school, once I started skating, got a little bit better. Uh, I was like, man, I, I just want to, you know, go to California and kind of, do the whole dream, you know, that every skateboarder wants to do, you know, like go to California and make it, you know, like that whole thing. And so, yeah, I graduated into high school and then I moved to California with, um, with my friend Dirty in a box truck. We had like a, just a big white box truck, looks like a news van with no windows or anything. And we put all of our shit in the, in the truck. And I told my parents that we were going to move in with one of our friends there. And so we, uh, we parked the truck at, near my friend Garza's house and we just lived in the back of the truck for like three months. God like just, damn, dude, dude. Jesus. just eating Slim Jims and fucking just living dirty, dude. We'd take showers in his pool, man. Like oh. we would just, t like at night we'd hop the fence to their apartment complex and shower in their pool and shit. We'd be in there like getting all clean and shit. And then there was a Del Taco like right down the street. So we had, we had the setup right there, man. We had everything we needed. Oh, wow. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, I, th I think like three or four months later, I ended up meeting Deloy, David Loy at uh, Costa Mesa Park. And then he was like, dude, you guys should just move the truck over by my house. And uh, like, it's mellow. You guys can come stay in the house or whatever. So we moved the box truck to his neighborhood, ended up staying in his garage. Uh, <laughs> his, Cynthia and Dennis, they're super cool. David's parents. And they're like, just, I don't know, super nice people that would always let skaters like stay there, you know, like during contests and stuff like that. But yeah, they live in their garage for a couple months. Me and Dirty ended up hating Deloy after a couple months. Like, at first, it was all sick. We're like, dude, this is so awesome. Like, so much better than in the truck. Then all of a sudden, we're like, fuck this. Like, fuck you, David. Like, whatever. Like, a whole <laughs> bunch of hated him. Like, this is still, like, little kid annoying Deloy. So, like, the Deloy you've seen in, like, the beginning. Like, give me my fucking board. Like, that Deloy. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, that Deloy sucked, man. Me and him did not get along. Ended up hating each other for years after that. And, uh, finally ended up, you know, we, uh, I don't know, we're cool now. Now Deloitte's my dog. He's a completely different person. But, uh, yeah, that's how that happened. Finally, ended up, I ended up working at uh, Active. That was my first job when we moved out there. So the whole time I was just working there. And whenever I'd get paid, me and Dirty would go to Del Taco and come up. And then that was... <laughs> for two. Jesus. Yeah, that, that's pretty much how it went for the first, like, probably years. Nah, maybe, like, seven or eight months. And then once I, like, kind of saved up enough money... Trevor Vaughn, who shoots a lot of my photos, Scott Sullivan, and Dirty, we all moved into an apartment in Anaheim, California, and then kind of, yeah, just ended up doing that out there for like six years. So we heard you had a, you made a spoof music video of Jeremy Rogers, but didn't release oh, it. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> you didn't want to start any beef, but... Uh, 
Is there any way we can get our hands on it? Is this ever going to see the light of day? Actually, I think it's out there still. I just think it's kind of, you got to dig for it. So if you can find it. Yeah, it was uh, Jay Casanova. I don't even remember. It was Micah Hollinger. I think. Do, you, do you guys know Micah? Yeah, I've heard yeah, the yeah, name, yeah. yeah. The oh, oh, yeah, 180 Nose Grind Staples, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was his idea. He was like, yo, we should, like, make this video because he, he was talking shit saying I looked like Jamie Rogers at the time because I had, like, a shaved head and stuff. So, yeah, we gave me a little face tat and did this little, like, funny-ass video. Actually, it's probably not even funny. At the time, it was funny. If you watch it now, fuck, who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's out there somewhere. I don't know how you're going to get it. I'm not going to help you get your hands on it. But if you can find it, good for you. <laughs> Jay Casanova, baby. JR Blastoff. Hey, say, my dude, I just popped open the Bunt Live official laptop, and obviously our internet homepage is set to www.brixton.com. The first thing I see is this brand new holiday collection. Got me looking out the window, staring down the barrel of another winter like, geez, man, we gonna need one of these winter jackets. Bridge, you know the fine folks at Brixton got our back. Let me know what you want. I'll put in the word, you dang. To be honest, there ain't one damn thing on the website that don't catch my eye. But first things first is that Crawford jacket. It's available in four different colorways, and man, I don't think I could choose just one. I think the sage colorway in the Crawford jacket is right up your alley, my dog. I'll take the black, we'll hit the town, <laughs> we'll be unstoppable. I'm gonna shoot over a text to Brixton right now. Bro, you send the text, I'm gonna slide into the DMs on Twitter, at BrixtonMFG, and on Instagram and Facebook, at Brixton. We need some of that holiday collection. So you were straight edge for a long time, and we heard you had... Uh... Hey, stop. I'm not... I was never fucking straight edge, dude. Straight edge is the stupidest fucking... <laughs> No, straight. I didn't. I just did. I didn't just because I didn't fuck chicks or drink does not mean I was straight edge, dude. I just did my own shit because I didn't give a fuck what anybody thought. It wasn't always, like whenever people were like, "Oh, you're straight edge," because I don't. Drink. I'm like, dude, no. Like, fuck being straight edge. I don't give a shit about any of those dudes or that whole like idea. I just am doing my own shit. So, go ahead. Right, but straight edge, on. no. We heard you had a run in with a certain type of brownie. How'd that oh, go? Oh fuck, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so while, before I drank, smoked or anything, I didn't, while I was growing up in high school or anything, I didn't, until I was, fuck, I don't even know, 16 or 17, I didn't even cuss, dude. It was funny, I was like a pretty, a pretty mellow dude, but it wasn't because I thought cussing was bad, it was just everybody else did it, and so I just didn't want to do it because I just, I don't know, I just wanted people to like, think it was weird that I didn't. Do you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. it's, it's something about that is just funny whenever everybody else is doing something just to not do it because they are. So yeah, growing up, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't even fuck chicks until I moved from Oklahoma. Like all through high school and everything, I wouldn't bang chicks because I was afraid that I was gonna get some chick pregnant and I was gonna get stuck in Oklahoma and wasn't gonna be able to do what I wanted. So I was like, hell no, dude, we can do whatever you want, but we're not, I'm not gonna bang you, like at all, like, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, when I was out in uh, California, I didn't drink, didn't smoke, and uh, I was with um, the Arisu guys, there was like this streetwear company called Arisu yeah. that my friend, my friend Jeff Garza, he was like the team manager from for for a little while. 
and I, I would go on trips with him just as kind of the homie because he was like my good friend and he was a team manager. So I was in, I think, SF with him, and I'm pretty sure this is kind of right whenever like pot shops and stuff like that started just being more normal and that mm -hmm. whole thing. So that was like right whenever pot shops and stuff like that started becoming more normal. And uh, they went and got a bunch of weed and whatever, and we were hanging out at the hotel one night, and Garza just came up to me because he's like my boy, you know, and he knows that I don't smoke or drink or anything. And he was like, hey, like, just so you know, like, I got you a weed brownie. Like, you don't have to eat it, but if you want it, it's out in the van. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, now I'm good though. Like, thanks though. And we're hanging out and like people kind of start passing out and whatever. And I've always kind of been like a night person. I'm just like up late, whatever. And I was sitting there. I was just bored as fucks in the hotel room. I was like, man, should I just eat that brownie? Like that, that might be kind of fun, whatever. And so I grabbed the keys to the van, just kind of snuck outside and I went and grabbed it. Well, nobody told me anything about brownies. I don't really know anything about weed at this point. And so I find the, I find the brownie in there and I'm like, all right, hell yeah, I'm just going to do this. So I fucking eat that thing, dude. Oh. Just, yeah, just ate the whole thing. And I go back to the hotel and I'm like chilling. And like the whole time I'm like, oh, dude, like this is mellow. Like I'm not even going to feel that shit. And I reached over and I grabbed a peanut M&M. I'll never forget. And I went to put it in my mouth. And I swear from the time I picked it up till it went in my mouth, that shit hit me like a ton of bricks, dude. And when I put it in my mouth, the Peanut Eminem felt like it was like this big. It felt, it seriously felt like it was like the size of a golf ball inside my mouth. And I was like, oh my God, dude, like what the fuck? I was like, I can't swallow this thing. And so I spit it out because I was like, I'm not gonna be able to swallow this thing. Like it's so big in my mouth. I got so baked, dude. I went in the bathroom to take a piss or throw up. I don't know what I wanna do. Everybody's passed out at this point. I'm the only one awake and I'm so fried out of my brain. I get in the bathroom and it's like, I think it had a normal handle, like a twist handle, but it slid. It was like some ghetto-ass hotel. The door slid, you know, like on a track. Oh, okay. And so it wasn't a hinge. It was like on a track where you like slid it open and closed and then latched it. Pissed, threw up, whatever the fuck I did in there, I don't even know, don't remember. But I ended up not knowing how to get out of the bathroom because I was like, Fuck, dude like I tried and so I literally just sat in there I what felt like hours I don't know how long I was actually in the bathroom but seriously felt like I sat in there for hours finally ended up I don't know if I slept in there or what but I ended up getting out and then passing out somewhere woke up the next morning still so high like half the next day I couldn't do anything I had such a weed hangover we went to spots I couldn't skate I was just laying on the ground like such a pile all the next day from that stupid ass brownie so yeah that was my, that was my uh, first bout with uh, any type of drug. It put me on my ass, man. Jesus, man. It's a gnarly uh, first experience there. Let's go straight into another gnarly story. Give us the whole story with the Wilshire 15 debacle. Wilshire 15. God damn. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I went. Um, I'll eat it. You know, whatever. I'll eat the poles. It was super juiced. Um, saving it for the birdhouse video. I don't even know, like a couple months later or whatever, Richie texted me and he was like, we were on a trip at the time, we we're on a birdhouse trip. And he was like, hey, like I just saw a footage, like some kid, Ollie Wilshire 15. And I was like, oh, okay, like that sucks, you know, like that's a bummer, like whatever, but you know, what are you gonna do? And so uh, I think he ended up like sending us the footage or something from like some kid he had met there at the park, like showed it to him. And uh, 
Uh, so I showed uh, Mills, and I don't even know. We were on a birdhouse trip, so everybody saw it. And seriously, like, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. At the time, I was like, hey, that sucks, you know? Like, he did it fucking sick. Like, he did yeah. whatever. Like, it happens. And everybody was so mad about it. But the thing, and so everybody's like, oh, like, you know, fuck this kid, whatever. And so at the time, I don't know, we had talked to people at the magazine or whatever that they were going to use the photo in like the issue coming up or whatever. Yeah. So I talked to, I don't even remember how I took somebody there at Thrasher and I was like, yo, I'm, I'll just call this kid up and like, see what's up. You know, maybe he'll be down to just save the footage until just after the photo comes out. Yeah. Cause like, I'm not mad at the kid, whatever, but like, I'm a broke ass fucking skateboarder too. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to fucking, you know, make money as well. Was it going to be the cover? I'm not going to say yes or no. People said maybe, you know, but yeah. I, I'm, it's, it's not like they were like, hey, dude, you're going on the cover. Oh, and okay. I was like, cool. So who knows? Speculation, maybe, can't call it. So, so yeah, I call him, Reef, and I get his number from one of my friends there in Atlanta who's friends with him. And I call him, and when I get on the phone with him, he's like, it was pretty funny because he's he seemed like a cool ass kid. He, he was like, "Oh my god, dude! Like, I can't even believe I'm talking to you right now. Like, this is fucking crazy," because he was just you know some random kid in like Atlanta, and I'm like uh, you know a pro skateboarder, or whatever. I like, call him, I would have done the same fucking thing. Yeah, and when you're so a kid, he, for sure. Exactly, just out of the blue, you know, somebody fucking calls you. So he's like, "Dude, I can't even fucking believe I'm talking to you right now." And so I was like, "Yo, here's the deal. Like, I know, like you didn't fucking know. I'm not, I'm not like bummed on you, whatever." I was like, "But, um, I was like, but." could you hold the footage until the photo comes out at least? I was like, if not, whatever, like that's your decision. I was like, but if you'd be down to do that, like that would be cool. And he's like, all right, for sure. Well, like, you know, I'm going to think about it and I'll give you a call back. Like, all right, all good. And I was like, all right, cool. Hell yeah. So hang up, like whatever, like day goes by, we're all skating, whatever. I don't know who he talked to, not going to say any names, but I got a pretty good idea yeah. of who put some shit in his mind i gotta call back to him and he goes nah fuck that i'm posting this shit right now oh. and i was just like and i was like uh all right dude cool like sick all right later like that's pretty much how the conversation went it wasn't much wow. longer than that it, but that's what he was like yeah i thought about fuck that i'm posting this shit and i was like all right sick dude got off the phone and like you know we're all together and i was like yo like he just said fuck that like he's gonna post that shit right now and it kind of pissed everybody in the van off. You know, everybody's like, what the fuck? Like, For fuck sure. this kid. And Broach, the photographer who shot it, he was, he was mad. Like, and whatever, you know, like, I seriously still didn't give a fuck. Like, I was like, you know, it sucks, but it's skateboarding. Like, it fucking happens. For real. And so Broach is like, fuck this, dude. I'm posting this. He's like, let's post this shit right now. And so Broach posts it and, like, puts the date, whatever. And in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, this is kind of fucking dumb. And then everybody just kind of does it, you know, whatever. Everybody's like, oh, fuck that. Like, we got your back, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is like, this is just kind of weird, you know, like, whatever. I, it wasn't like I was like, no, dudes, don't do this. But I was just like, ah, oh, you know, guys, like, I don't know, like, whatever. And everybody's just like, no, fuck that, dude. Like, this kid, like, just nobody kid has no respect for, like, skateboarding, dude. Like, he has no respect for anything, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, dude, this is some, like, 17-year-old kid yeah. that that just did something that everybody's gonna see like duh he's gonna be stoked on it and he talked to somebody and they're like yeah right fuck this dude like put this out yeah. like this is like because obviously you want yours to be seen first whatever and so yeah then that whole thing happened and everybody's all like 
thinks it's whack that, you know, everybody posted it. I'm just like, oh my God, this is so dumb. So I was like, you know what? I'll just fucking post the thing and be like, yo, it happens. Like, I'm not fucking mad at you, you know? Like, you yeah. did it. You had no idea. I know you were just as fucking hyped as I was because when I did it, I was so fucking juiced, dude. <laughs> like, so juiced. That was <laughs> along with one of the coolest parts times I've ever like moments in skateboarding for me at least like that's definitely up there like when i did that that night was awesome dude after that we were so on one because that was just something that i wanted to do for like months you know where i was like dude i want to go fucking all the poles at wilshire like i went there multiple times during the day and just looked at it where i was like dude i think i could fucking all this shit and like i don't really ollie big stuff you know that's not really like my deal yeah. i was just like dude i think i can fucking do this like and then so we finally went and did it and it worked out just so juice and so it was kind of a bummer that it happened, but I didn't blame Sharif or whatever at all. It, it was just like something that happened. Like he had no idea. It, and I'm sure if he did have an idea, like he wouldn't even have jumped down in the first place. Like that's not something that like, oh, somebody did this. Like that's like everybody wanting to go Ali El Toro after fucking Nuge did it. You know, it's yeah. like that's it's done i don't know yeah. yeah yeah it's just not something and it was like oh yeah he did it better fuck yeah he did do it better but that's what like i don't even think he would have done it had he known it's not his fault it's just fucking skateboarding and so then yeah everybody's like oh you're fucking sour whatever i'm like all right fuck you guys like i don't give a fuck what you think but yeah good for him good for fucking everybody that's fucking skateboarding whatever fucking it happens and then so yeah mine's out there they're out there have at it turn up that's a good way to look at it instead of being bitter so the Birdhouse team definitely didn't uh, make too many friends on King of the Road. Why do you think y'all got such a bad rep? I love it. I think it's so funny, man. I, it's like, oh, that shit. I seriously do, though. Like, I just like, oh, that shit is funny to me, man. King of the Road is, like, seriously something I wanted to do since I was fucking a little kid. Like, I remember the very first thrash I looked at that had King of the Road in it. I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, this is such a good idea. Like, just a scavenger hunt of skateboarding. Mm -hmm. Like, this is so sick. It was That's seriously, I think, one of the almost dreams I had of, like, becoming a pro skateboarder was literally to go on king of the road yeah. just because it seemed like i just like doing dumb shit i was like made for king of the road straight up i'm so down to do dumb shit and just live like a piece of shit like sleep on fucking <laughs> concrete whatever like that is beautiful to me pain is definitely beauty and king of the road anybody that's been on king of the road knows like how much of a pain king of the road is and i just remember like watching those videos back in the day and seeing zero like bike lock shit and stuff like that and i always thought it was hilarious i'm like dude that's so funny like just when you know like other teams are gonna come like skate a spot you know and just fucking with them because it's king of the road you know it's not like like i don't know it's all a game to me it's like i don't know it's funny it's like so everything goes man yeah 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 and it, i don't know it's just I don't know. I like fucking with people. I like kind of, especially people that kind of get butt hurt. Like if somebody is sensitive about something, I kind of like being like, you know, kind of touching on it a little bit just to see them like get sensitive. Cause I don't, I think it should all just be taken with a grain of salt and just mm -hmm. like have fun, whatever. See, I don't know. I, I think people get bummed on us like fucking with spots and whatever, but I think it's all funny. Like after the first year, the year after um, T-Bone broke our windshield or whatever, then I broke their windshield with a rock. That shit was so funny because when they broke our windshield, like my dad's a glass man, like I said, so I've been around glass forever. When I saw T-Bone running, running at us with a full cake, I told everybody in the van, I was like, hey, he's about to break our windshield. And I knew it. I knew if he slammed there, it was going to break it. And boom, as soon as he hit it, like cracks went through it. And I was like, motherfucker. And everybody was like, god damn it. Jerome's like sitting in the driver's seat. He's like, fuck. 
and we sat there for a second and I was like, hey dude, should I break their windshield? <laughs> and, and it wasn't even like I was, it wasn't even really like I was bad. It was kind of just, I just like that shit, you know? And like, I, so I, I told everybody, I was like, hey, should I break their windshield? And everybody in the van's like, Fuck yeah! Except for Jaws. Except for Jaws. Jaws like, eh, dude, like, I don't know. Like, maybe not. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Majority rules. So I hop out. And first thing I see is, like, just a rock perfect size. Like, right on the ground. And I'm like, oh, my God. Hell yeah. So I grabbed it. Went broke the windshield. That whole thing happened. That was funny. We're cool now. Elements all good. As far as I know, we're boys. Hell yeah, Evan. Evan's the shit. Um, so, yeah. That all happened, and then um, grease on the ground. That shit was, that was funny. Crazy, yeah. That shit was funny because when we get there, I'm gonna call his motherfucking ass out right now too. Rhino, Rhino wanted to grease the spot so bad. I'm pretty sure he's the one that bought it from. I think he went to AutoZone and bought the grease from the AutoZone to do it. And they were all like, "We get there," and he's like, "Grease it up, baby." And I'm like, <laughs> and "I'm like hell no, like I'm not gonna do that shit." And they're like. Dude, why not? Like, everybody already hates you. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, yeah, sure. I don't give a fuck. Like, give me that shit. And, like, I know it's, like, being filmed or whatever. So I grabbed Everybody's like, yeah, dude, fucking do it. So I went out and did it. I'm down to take the fall for everybody. Yeah, so guess what? I greased the fucking spot, greased the shit out of it, and, uh, yeah, it worked out perfect. They showed up, whatever. They got their tricks, but we thought it was funny. I like just how, like, the moments leading up to just waiting for them to see it you know because we know that everybody's gonna go to that spot that baby ass rail yeah so literally all of us are just waiting we're like man like i wonder where we're gonna see a post about us being fucking assholes you know and then finally like there it is just like wow fucking birdhouse dude <laughs> bunch of fucking jogs and like to me dude that shit is just funny i'm like oh hell yeah it worked out like i i like just the whole booby trap thing i'm i'm a fan so yeah if i ever go on king of the road again down booby traps I'm into it. Let's do it. It's all fair and love and war. Man, it makes for perfect TV when you have a bad guy, Doug. I guess so. I know. That's why I, I, I'm, I'm the villain, but I'm down to be the villain. I, I, I think it's funny. So it seemed like it all kind of came to a head during the contact barrier incident when you hit Raven with your board. Yeah, and that shit is just annoying. That's literally the only thing of all the King and Road that I never wish I had. All the other shit I think is fucking hilarious. That's like the only incident where I'm like, dude, this shit's just so fucking dumb and I wish it didn't happen. Yeah. And like, I am sorry that I did what I did, but at the same time, like, I'm sorry the whole situation happened. Like, mm -hmm. people are all like, oh, that shit's... I don't really respond to a lot of like people about anything because I like to just let everybody, you know, just go in their head, whatever. It's funny. So everybody's all like, oh, dude, that's that's scripted, huh? Like all that shit's fake or like you're a fucking asshole. But really, yeah, hell no. Just for the record, none of that is scripted. None of that shit is fake. It all really happened. And then everybody's like, oh, like they edited it to make him look like an asshole. And it's like, yeah, like there was a like a little bit of like editing weirdness where they just took out some stuff like when we first got there those dudes were sitting on the ledge like like rain was sitting on the ledge and we were sliding into them and they mm. wouldn't let us skate it and like so they took kind of some of that out a little bit yeah. but then uh which but like it's whatever like it's they that were there first hurt. right yeah yeah that doesn't even change the like big picture to me really like it still happened like i fucked mm -hmm. like i did it like i'm not like not saying i fucked up or anything like that uh but so that was that and then the only thing that was a little bit weird in the timing and stuff of what came out in the episode was mike d had already done the trick like we did the trick mm -hmm. and it was done sent the trick off like so it was like 
the challenge was over. Yeah. And then, so that's whenever Johnny Jones, which is the nicest dude ever. I know, guys. I'm aware. You don't have to tell me that, like, oh, he's picking on little Johnny Jones. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm aware. Like, but, dude, the way he was board sliding, the dude is good. Johnny Jones is good. I'm not saying he's not. I'm sorry. The way he was board sliding that ledge did not need to be seen anyway. That was not a board slide. That was a board scoot. And he went kick, 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 kick. Like, dude, come on. Like, no way. And so it was, to me, I was just like, dude, this is dumb. Like, that he is scooting across the ledge right now. So, yeah, I walked by, put my hand on his board, and he jumped off. But the fact that everybody's like, you put Johnny Jones' life in danger. I'm like. The contact barrier, man. Did you guys see what I saw? Because Yeah, we got to watch it, too. They showed some of the attempts, and it's not the prettiest thing, man. Well, no, but I'm saying in general. Like, if you were watching what I saw, a life in danger does not look like that. Like, you were going so slow that it was hard to be in any danger. I, yeah, I'm aware I shouldn't have touched his board. Dumb, yeah. whatever. I just couldn't watch anymore. So, yeah, I put my hand on his board. <laughs> He jumped off, and then as soon as he jumped, as soon as he jumped off, I see Raven like walking over to Deloy's car, and so and I knew he was just gonna do something, you know, like I, I didn't know what the fuck he was gonna do, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just walk over there, and I and I have my board in my hand, like not even thinking about it. And as soon as I get around the the corner, I see him, and he pulls out a knife out of his pocket, and I'm like, what the fuck? And as soon as I see him pull back, I was like, oh, this motherfucker. And so he stabs the tire, and then yeah. Believe what you want, didn't even hit him with all my fucking force, gave the dude a little love tap. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe more than a love tap. But yeah, hit him in the back of my board because he's got a fucking knife. People were like, why didn't you square up with him? I'm like, dude, the guy had a fucking knife. Like, But it's not, it's not even that. I wish it didn't happen. Like yeah. straight up, I wish that he wouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have done that. Like I'm not bummed anymore. It's funny like that, well, it's not funny, but it's. It's whatever that those dudes want to still have beef or whatever. Like, I don't have any beef about it. I don't think any way about it. But, yeah, that's the way it went down. And then it was all... And it was funny, too, how... It was weird how many cameras, like, there were at the spot and stuff. And somehow, like, it just didn't get captured, you know? Like, I don't know. And so that is the one thing that's funny to me when you see... Because the photo, you know, just looks so gnarly. It's just, like, near the board. And so... It looks fucked, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So uh, yeah, sorry, Raven. Sorry it happened, but um, I don't know. I would still do the same thing again, like for real. Like I think that he crossed the barrier. I think I crossed the barrier. I think it was a mutual, you know, just like mistake on both ends. And uh, I wish the whole thing didn't happen, but it did. And uh, we're still here. We're still skating. We're all good. So there we go. That's real talk. That's real talk. Keep it moving. You dig? saw the video on spencer's instagram what the hell happened with that homeless dude in france there's some more bullshit man how does this how is it i always get involved in this bullshit all right so we uh it was funny too so i got i got hurt at the the start of um that super trip we're in uh we're in portugal first day of the trip well first full day for me i got there like halfway through the first day went to sleep Second day we go skating like so juicy, you know, just to be on a super trip, whatever, because it's kind of like my first 
trip with like the whole team and you know whatever and so I'm so sick I'm like hell yeah let's go get it and I did like this like nolly back heel hippie hop thing on this like on this mm -hmm. rail and I went to do a fakey body barrel after it and I seriously slammed the hardest I have slammed on a flat ground trick in my life dude fell so fucking hard. I shoved my rib or I shoved my elbow into my ribs and I cracked one of my ribs or did like oh. I've, I've cracked a few ribs and that's what it felt like I never went to the doctor but like fucked me up dude like knocked my wind out I'm over there like you know, like the whole knock your wind out fucking moan that everybody has yeah do that yeah, whole deal so I'm out for like I didn't skate I think we were there for like two weeks so I didn't skate for that like week and a half or whatever because I just fucked up my ribs doing this dumbass trick like just being an idiot and so I was just bummed I'm like man like I just wanted to come and like get some tricks, you know, whatever on the trip, because I just like, if somebody's gonna take me to Europe, you know, I wanna be productive and like, get shit done. And so, we get to Paris, and we go to a spot, and I was like, man, dude, like, I really wanna do this trick, but I don't wanna fall, you know, cause if I fall once, like, yeah, I'm gonna be cooked, like, cause I hadn't skated at all the whole trip. Finally, I do the trick, I like kick flipping into this thing. It hasn't came out yet, but something I was juiced on because I just wanted to get one trick on the trip that I felt like, you know, hyped on that like made it worth it. I get the trick. I'm like so juiced, whatever. And I'm like, dude, let's keep it going. Like it doesn't feel that bad. Like all oh, my adrenaline's going. Let's, let's go to another spot. So we went to this line spot, the spot where that was. Greco was like trying a line there and I'd been doing that little nose mail thing. And there were like four or five tents like around the park. But there was nobody, we didn't see anybody. It's like four in the afternoon, you know, like midday. Like, I didn't know if there was anybody in the tents. Like, we didn't see anybody, like, whatever. And we were just skating the spot. Like, it literally was something that wasn't even on my mind. You know, it was like we were just skating the spot how you'd skate it. And then at one point, um, the the tent moved a little bit. Like, it scoot a little bit, like, closer to the, to the railing. But never saw anyone. It just scooted. But I didn't. I seriously. Maybe I'm a fucking idiot. But it didn't even. It wasn't even like something that like crossed my mind. Like this person's fucking mad at me. Because if they were, like Oscar Kendone, he was with us. Speaks perfect French. He's French. And uh, so it wasn't that there was a language barrier. Anything. Like the dude could have said, "Hey, don't fucking do that. Whatever." And I would have went from a from somewhere else. You know, I was just literally like trying my trick. I was trying this line. And that's all I was thinking about, you know, it's just when you're skating, that's, that's what you're thinking about. You're fucking doing your trick. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I had just been running past this tent. I wasn't even skating more. I was running past and that try didn't even see the dude. Like he had his, in the video, you can see him like poking his little head out, like all crackhead style. Like <laughs> I didn't even see that dude's little ass head. Like I was just looking down and all of a sudden I like go to run past. And as soon as I get up to the tent, the dude just pops out and he like looks at me and the dude just had like wide eyed, like crazy ass look, you know? And he just started coming at me. I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Cause wasn't, didn't say shit. And as soon as he pushed me, you know, it's just like, oh, fuck that. Like, and it's not like this was, when you say homeless guy, like I picture some, you know, some like feeble ass dude. who's like some old dude who doesn't have his shit together. This dude was like some 30, 35 year old dude, like my age, just like, look, if the dude wasn't in a tent, like you would think he was just like a normal guy, you know, or at least I would. And so it wasn't like I was like, gonna hit some like old guy but this dude fucking rushes at me and push me and as soon as he pushed me i was like fuck that like crack so i cracked him cracked him a couple <laughs> times yeah because 
Like, that's me, dude. Like, for real. Like, that's that's just me, real shit. Like, if you're gonna come up to me and, like, push on me, like, unwarranted, like, that's what's gonna happen. Like, sorry about you, but the dude is, like, 35 years old. He's learned some shit in his life. If he's made it to 30 or 35, he's learned not to fucking cross the road when there's cars coming here because you're gonna get fucking ran over. Well, you don't fucking run up to some stranger and fucking push him because you're gonna get cracked like just don't fucking do that and so yeah i fucking hit the dude whatever and everyone who was there like it wasn't even like i did something wrong at all we were all like what the fuck was this dude doing like and as soon as it was like chill you know i was like yo are we good like you know are you good are we good like i didn't understand what he's saying you know but i didn't like i got adrenaline rushing you know so i'm like all right i don't know what the fuck you're saying but we're good it's over <laughs> and so to, to me and everyone else there we were all just like dude that guy was fucking crazy like i can't even believe that fucking shit happened like it wasn't even like i did something that was out of line and again yeah. maybe i'm an asshole for that but that's the way that me and everyone else there that saw it and so then like we go on and i couldn't believe that it was caught on film you know because i feel like that was just one of those things i was like I can't even believe that you have this. Like, it, this is crazy. And so Spencer, it was on his phone. And like a little later, Spencer was like, hey, do you care if I post that? And I was like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck what you do with it, you know? And everybody's like, no, dude, you should save that for a video part. Like, that shit was crazy. So still, not even like it was something that like, oh, no, like people are going to think you're an asshole. Like, it didn't even cross my mind. Like, I'm just like, I don't care what you do. Like, if you want to post it, whatever. <laughs> so he's like, all right, cool. He posts it. I, I, we're going about our day, and then I, I don't, I don't think he had Wi-Fi, you know, whatever. Like I don't know. So and then like a couple hours later, like we're like at some cafe or something. He's like, "Hey, dude, just so you know, like people are talking a lot of shit on that video." And I was like, "Really?" And, then, and he was like, "Yeah, they like saying you like beating up a homeless guy." And I was like, "Man, I was like, man, fuck these people, dude. Like I don't give a fuck, whatever." And so then he's like, "All right, well here, check it out." So he shows me. There's seriously a fucking laundry list of just people like, "Fuck this dude! Like he's such a fucking asshole." I'm like, "Oh my god, dude! Like really? Like now I'm about to have to deal with some bullshit again." Like, "All right, cool, whatever." So and then I felt like I had to post it just to like clarify because I felt like the clarification point was like there was no verbal anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause. Yeah. To me, that like changes everything. Like, cause if somebody's like, yo, like, don't do this, like, you're fucking annoying me, whatever, like, cool. If I'm like, fuck you, that makes me an asshole. But there was none of that. It was a dude sitting in his tent to a dude popping out and fucking pushing me. And fuck that, would do the same thing again. You pop out of there again, I'm gonna crack you again, man. Like, like <laughs> that, that dude had it coming. Like, I don't know. And people are like, you don't know what kind of night that dude had. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, I. I don't care. Like you can't just go up. To, you you can't just come up to somebody and like put your hands on them. Like you can't do that. Like you can't just yeah. come up to somebody and fucking attack them. And so and like I said, the dude obviously made it to be that old, so he knows right from wrong. And I bet next time he won't just go up to some stranger and fucking push them. So hopefully he learned that lesson. So say what you want. Would do the same thing again. Be mad at me. Fuck you. Well, it's one of those things where you're like Draymond Green in the NBA. Where you know hey, you have hey, that hey, reputation. Fuck, fuck that. Draymond Green sucks. That dude is an ugly motherfucker and he sucks. <laughs> that wasn't the point, but I'm just saying, like, when you already have that kind of crazy reputation as like a shit disturber, 
people won't give you the benefit of the doubt, you know? Oh, hell so. yeah. You already know. I'm aware of this. I'm not a fucking idiot. I already know. <laughs> Once I saw this, I was like, oh my God, dude. Like, of course. Like, this is just... And it was funny because Mills texted me and he was just like, here we go again. And I was cracking up. And yeah. So yeah, to me, it's all funny. Keep talking shit. I did the same thing again. He overstepped the line. So... Well, yeah, hearing your side of the story, you know, what, watching it the first time I watched it with Dono, I was like, damn, yo, this guy's crazy. Like, It, it looks crazy. It like, is crazy. It was crazy. Again. Yeah. It's still crazy to me. Like, for real, that's all I thought is like, that is crazy that that just happened. Because, you yeah. know, it's one of those things that... Happens in a second. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like something, it's like a reaction, boom. And every, uh, like everyone wants to talk shit. It's like, man, all you guys are talking shit, you fucking dudes are sitting behind your fucking computer typing. It's like, hell, yeah, you probably <laughs> never, you've probably never even been in a real-ass situation where you've had to fucking take up for yourself. And if you did, you'd probably be a little bitch and wouldn't take up for yourself. So fuck you. Like I don't give a fuck what you're gonna say. Like I, I, I have like my, I have my set of rules and shit. Like and yeah, if you're gonna fucking just cross that line and do that, like something's gonna happen. Like I'm sorry. Like and sorry it happens again. Like I guess I wish it didn't. But if you if you did that again, same shit would happen. So I guess that's just he crossed my line and that's that's what happened. So your sponsors ever get concerned do they ever tell you to chill or anything like that or do they know what they signed up for with your crazy ass i don't know i feel at this point like they knew what they signed up for but i don't know sometimes <laughs> I, sometimes i think that i wonder i'm like man am i about to get a text like hey dude like maybe chill it out a little bit but <laughs> i mean i don't know to, to me like for real like i still see that as he had it coming like for real like mm. i I just think that uh, that's not something you do to somebody. Like, I think, uh, and it's funny now, it goes along with the whole social media thing, you know, where, like, if people knew the shit that used to go down before people <laughs> were filming everything and everything was on the fucking internet, like, all your... All these people you think are fucking great ass people, like I bet you would look at them a little fucking different. Only difference yeah. is everything. I seriously think the everything crazy that I've ever been that I've ever done is on film somehow, somehow, which is fine. But it's just funny how like yeah, the whole social media and just everything being out there can uh, really make make some people get their little britches in a wad. So. <laughs> Hey man, it's hard to tell the whole story in a one-minute video if like it's just oh, a yeah. short clip, and you're just beating the guy up, and you got that yeah. that bad rep. I, I get first it. thought was like, oh, here goes Clint, man, beating up on an old homeless guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can't yeah, I just, down. I, Can't yeah, take I just fucking anywhere. hate. I just fucking hate homeless people, man. You know, I just go out looking for homeless people, and I'm just like, yo, like you fucking want some? And, uh, yeah, he was just the only dude that would that wanted some. So yeah, he got it. No, fuck that. I like homeless people. I, I fucking give. I give homeless people money all the time. I gave a homeless person <laughs> like two years ago. I gave a homeless person fifty bucks on Thanksgiving. So there you go. Look at that, guys. I love homeless people. There you go. So tell us what's next for Clint Walker. What do you got up up uh, the pipeline? Well, um, I've been pretty much up the pipeline. All right, dude. I don't know oh, what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little weird. I, I don't know if we need to go into that. But um, not much is up there, though. and Nothing you want to talk about. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Right now, I've been pretty much injured pretty much since the video came out, since uh, Saturdays came out. Just different in injuries, some bullshit. And uh, next thing is, so I haven't skated in like a month and a half. I've been losing my mind. I'm about to get surgery uh, for the second time on my wrist. I broke my scaphoid back lipping that rail at UCI I talked to you, talked to you about yeah. like 
seven years ago or however long ago and I got surgery on it, put a screw through it. It never took and so I just got it recently looked at because I felt like the video came out. So I'm like, all right, dude, I have a little bit of downtime. It's winter because uh, I live back in Oklahoma City now. And so I moved. I was like, I'll go back for a year, test it out, you know, see how it is. And I actually love it here. It's awesome. And it's cheaper. And which is awesome because I can actually like live a little here. Whereas like LA, I was seriously, only thing that was keeping me going in LA was X Games check, man. X Games real street check. Thank you so much, guys, for... <laughs> For that because without that I would not have been living out there for so long it's it's funny people are all like oh you know like Tony Hawk like oh fuck you he's making the big but it's funny when I read comments where people are like fuck you talking shit about Clint like he makes more money than you like doing like what he loves and I'm like alright cool like thanks for having my back but you guys realize I don't make shit right like, <laughs> like thank you for having my back but as long as you guys like I just want you guys to know that I don't fucking make money and so uh, yeah I don't know I, I just came back here because it's, it's been good you know just like definitely easier living and uh, I can actually like have a little bit of money to like do some fun things and whatever uh, so yeah I'm here in Oklahoma about to get surgery on my wrist and um I get that, uh, I think, in a week or something like that. Yeah, after that, I'm going to heal that up and be back skating. I've been losing my mind here not skating, so I just can't wait to get back on my board. I've, I've been just been, yeah, it's Jack. Fuck yeah. So. Sounds butter, man. Heal up and then uh, start fresh. Y'all already know what it is. It's rapid fire with the ghost. And this week, we brought to you by none other than Working Class Store in Moncton, New Brunswick. If you about that real skate culture, supporting your local, Working Class Store is as real as it comes, and you know they got that fire new quasi. The freshest boards and the dopest gear. Get your spring 2018 quasi gear and boards in-store or online at workingclassstore.com. Clint, you ready to make it pop? All right, yo. Favorite skater? Uh, John Alley. When I was younger, now um, Cole Wilson. Favorite video? New Blood. Favorite video part? Kurt Charts part and uh, Alien Workshop video. You know, just like that shit is. Um, it, it gets me juice. Favorite style? Jerry Sue. What does he do over that like grass gap where it's like the the sidewalk into the parking lot thing? Switch Ollie? It is Switch Ollie, right? Yeah. Yeah, Switch Ollie. Dude, he looks so fucking cool doing that, and I will never look that cool doing anything. So We just yep. interviewed him last week, and uh, his favorite clip that he ever got was that Switch Ollie, I think he said. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Told you it was the shit. He knows. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Maybe Shane O'Neill. Dude, he's my fucking boy. I back Shane O'Neill, and that motherfucker is so good. Yeah, I don't know how you could get any better. It's actually, it's oh crazy. fuck, I don't. Tiago, Tiago, I don't know. Tiago Limos, though, also. <laughs> Favorite trick? Either straight no comply or a body veil when I do a good one. Hardest trick for you? Hard flips. Oh man, I could go on forever. There's a lot. F front fifties, but I kind of can do them now. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> You 50 like the most big ass rail, but dude. But trust me, if you if you scale me, you know I don't front 50 anything. Wait, like, what the fuck, dude? You you 50 the most insane rail in that uh, that that one video part of the rail that drops into two. Oh uh, yeah, the the ambi the unambig video ambi that we're not yeah. gonna speak of. Yeah, that was because if I think something is worth it and I think I can do it, I'll definitely like 
put it out there, you know, and like go for it. But I'm not that comfortable with front 50s. And honestly, I've probably only grinded like three or four kink rails in my entire life. Just, I, when I looked at it, I, we, I used to live like a mile from that rail. And so we would drive by it all the time. And I would be like, dude, I want to grind this rail so bad. And I was like, so before the video comes out, like no matter what, I'm going to fucking try to grind this rail. So like two weeks before the video came out, yeah, we went there. And I literally just made myself. I, I can still remember when I was standing back to go push the rail the first try. And I was like, I don't really want to do this at all, but I'm just not even going to think about what I'm doing and I'm just going to jump on it and see what happens. And then, you know, once you actually try something and once I actually tried one and like grinded and was like going for it, I was like, all right, I can fucking do this and it worked out. But yeah, surprise, surprise. I can't front 50 really. <laughs> Most illegal trick. Maybe it's just because I don't like the way they're done, but dude, I don't like the way that kids do body rails now. Like I'm, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not a fan. Like the super late one? Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, to me, that's a sex change. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Back tail kick flip down the white rails in, um, I think it's somewhere in Indiana. Uh, what's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Clive grinding this rail in Nashville. He does a, a bump off, he comes out of a ditch and he bumps off onto this kink rail that goes down and out. And the rail is seriously like chest high and it's out like a, out of like a sketchy ditch. And then after the kink, there's a fat pole at the bottom of the rail. Like the worst place you would want there to be a fat pole, like there's a fat pole. And seriously, I remember when we were there, I was like, dude, you are not gonna grind this shit. Like, yeah, right. And then like a couple days later, he was like, hey, I wanna go back and try to grind that shit. And yeah, he fucking went back and grinded that shit. And I think that's one of the gnarliest tricks I've ever seen done. Jesus. What's the one trick that got away? Body barrel fakie 50 revert, like a body barrel fakie oh. 50 180 on the wedge hubba. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I almost rolled away so many times. Like, there were so many times I felt like I almost had it and it just never worked out. And the first time we went, I was like rolling for a second and then just fell forward. And yeah, that was one that I tried. I think we went back five times to get it and uh, couldn't make it happen. So, <clears throat> what's the last new trick you learned? Maybe switch front crooks. If you never started skating, what would you be doing? Maybe playing baseball because that was like my, I don't know. I like, I was, I pitched in baseball and I was pretty good at that. And I, so I don't know. I, that was my plan up until I fell in love with skateboarding. I was like, you know, I, I want to fucking, I want to pitch. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to fucking throw a fucking ball past these people. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe playing baseball. What's your favorite Wade Disarmo clip? Way, dude, G as fuck. Um, maybe, um, maybe the switch front Smith kickflip. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Decline, decline. Because even though they didn't pay me, uh, yeah, he kind of fucked me over there. So thanks. <laughs> uh, favorite local brand? Bison. Uh, that's my my homie Big B's board company that he started out at Altus and it's just it was like when I wasn't getting boards and when I was growing up he was always the dude that would kind of hook me up yeah so Bison's the shit man favorite local skater Dirty for sure kickflip front fifty anything Dirty's the shit favorite teammate ever maybe Jaws Lizard's the shit too though like I was surprised it was funny whenever I went on uh, the super trip I told Lizard I was like dude honestly I thought I was gonna fucking hate you I didn't think we were gonna get along and it turns out I don't know like I heard some like crazy like some stories that people didn't like Lizard I don't know what he was like when he was drinking or whatever but he's sober now but Lizard is the shit dude he's a good dude I'm down hell yeah worst company 
I'm gonna say Nike. Just because, like, not, not even lying, like, at one point, I would have loved to get a Nike check because I'm a broke-ass motherfucker. But just in the general, like, speaking of companies, I think Nike has done the most damage to skateboarding of anybody, and that sucks. So, yeah, I'm going to say Nike. Uh, damn, B. I'm a Nike man, you dig? <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree, but moving on. <laughs> Worst trend. Um, Body barrels? <laughs> um, body barrels? Body barrels or cocaine? I've never done blow, for the record, I've never done blow in my life, but fuck that shit. I've seen so many people turn into fucking piles from that shit. Body barrels and cocaine, fuck them both. Hell yeah. Agreed. Worst style? Um, me, fuck it. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh? Your girlfriend. Don't fucking bring your girlfriend to the spot. Don't fucking <laughs> do that. There's no need. She can stay at home and read her book. Like, dudes that bring her girlfriend in the sesh, hell nah. Uh, nah, your girlfriend. Don't don't bring her. <laughs> so I think everyone's in agreement there, man. Sure. You would, you would well, think. You'd hope so, anyways. You, yeah, sense. you would think. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Clint. Man, it's been a pleasure having you inside Studio E. Hey, no, but one thing, for real... Like, just for every, I don't give a fuck, you like me or not, if you do and you're some little kid out there, hey, do your own fucking shit, dude. Don't give a fuck what anybody else does, for real. Like, if you do think I'm cool, I've never done blow, I didn't fucking cuss for long, I didn't fuck chicks until I was fucking 19. Do your own shit, dude, and like, it's cool, like, for real. You can still get chicks and bang chicks and do sick shit without doing all the fucked up shit that you think you need to do. So do your own shit and like, just don't give a fuck what anybody else says, Cause fuck them all, it's it's just you in the end. No doubt, but I. <coughs> that's it. That's it. <clears throat> Hell yeah, words to live by, you dig? But fuck chicks before you're 19. But yeah. Ah uh, yeah, yeah. No, oh trust me, if I could go back, we'd be getting there, dude. We would be getting there. But it's all good. We're, we have fun now. I got a girlfriend, but we have we have a good ass time, man. We have. Oh, sorry, I meant I meant to say make love to women. Oh yeah, man. oh yeah, absolutely. Well, now I, now I have a girlfriend. Uh, see, now I have a girlfriend. Me and her make love. We just fuck other chicks, so that's fun. <laughs> oh, I'm making up for lost time, eh? Hell yeah, you got to. All right, hell yeah, thanks, bro. Hell yeah, hey, you guys are the shit. It's time for the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. And we have some breaking news inside the post office this week. Altamont is proud to welcome Dakota Servold to the team alongside Ryan Lay, our good friend, Neen Williams, Frankie Heck, and many more. Altamont has everything you need to keep you looking fresh head to toe. So make sure you head down to your local skate shop to check out everything new from Altamont. All right, let's get into these emails. You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Dale. Winter is coming. What's going on, buds? Episodes have been barn burners. The season has been amazing so far and can't wait for the rest. <laughs> Thanks, B. Shouts to you. Now with winter coming and the outdoor parks are becoming snowy and covered in ice, what's the plan for the winter? Any tips for where to skate and stay warm? Oh man, that's an easy answer. You know we're going to be spending our winter at the Skate Loft 2.0. Brand new skate park. 
in uh, my favorite part of Toronto, Scarborough. Y'all should be there too, man. Real shit. Can't wait to make my fucking debut still. As far as staying warm, I don't think I'm going to go on too many trips this winter, but I might be taking... I just want to take a week off at a beach somewhere, man. Maybe not a skate trip this time, dog. That's some fucking real shit, B. All right, next up, we got an email from the Seaway Band. Subject, Steamies. Hey, guys, we're a band from Oakville called Seaway, and the Bunt is our go-to podcast while we're on the road. Just wanted to say thanks for keeping us awake on those late-night drives. Also, our merch guy, Ethan, turned us on to you guys, but he pretty much only fucks with dusty-ass laser flips. So if you could roast him for a minute, that would be great. Cheers. Get him, say. What's his name? His name would be Ethan, my friend. Yo, Ethan, what the fuck is you sipping on, B? You straight blowing it at life? You need to retire that fucking trick and never fucking do it and fucking work on your switch trays. Take that laser flip and wipe your ass with it, you dig? <laughs> but also, while we're at it, we want to say thank you, Ethan, for spreading the word about the bunt. Yeah, hell yeah. We hell appreciate yeah. it, my man. Thank you, Ethan. Big props, G. All right, next up, we got an email from Thibault Carpentier. <laughs> Hi there, I'm a French listener out there living in Bordeaux, <laughs> respect. I discovered your show a couple months ago, been a fan since. I have to admit I was a bit puzzled by the slang and the homemade commercials at first, but after a few episodes, I gotta say I was hooked and an avid user of Canadian hip-hop slang. Now you'll catch me yelling since 1960 motherfucking six every time I put my shoes on. Hell yeah, B. You know, we an acquired taste over here at the Bunt, you dig? But once you down, <laughs> you Bunt gang for life, stay. <laughs> Anyways, as a Frenchman, needless to say, I was psyched on the Bastion episode, but I was wondering, what are your favorite French current skateboarders? Other than the obvious, JB Gillette and Lucas Puig. Yeah, I definitely took the obvious ones there. I think everyone loves JB and Lucas. But I'm going to go with... Uh, Hopefully I say his name right, but Vincent Tuzeri. I saw the guy in the 917 video. Had that super nice kickflip backsmith. He's got my vote. Real shit. Can't go wrong with that dude. Uh, I'm going with, you know, I've mentioned his name before. One of my uh, favorites from the last few years. Max Gironzi, pure boss, switch tray gang. You already know what it is. Brian Wenning type trick selection. You know what I'm saying? We got them switch back nose grinds popping. Hell yeah, France, stand up. Did you say we got those switchback nose grinds popping? Reggie, you know I got switchback nose grinds with my eyes closed. Yeah, I feel you, I feel you. Then uh, the email continues. Finally, I was wondering if you guys had any guilty pleasure tricks. You know, that kind of trick that looks like shit and you're all aware of it or everyone is giving you shit for it, but it just feels so damn good. What do you think, B? I mean, I don't know if it's so much a guilty pleasure, but it's just something that I've... A trick that I've done forever, and I'm sure the people I skate with as as well as myself are sick and tired of seeing it. But you know, sometimes it's just skating up to a manual pad switch. I just got a switch 180 manual, man. Just something inside of me tells me that I've been doing it forever. Feels not so good, but (laughs) I just know I can probably land it. So switch 180 manual for me, man. That is a dusty-ass useless trick. But hey, I do them sometimes too. Feel like your tech when you back 180 out. <laughs> I can't really think of anything because all my tricks are pure beast. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I'm warming up, I gotta say, Nolly front shoves on flat 
you know what I'm saying, without popping, just to get the le- the legs moving, and a uh, good old nollie front lip on the flat bar when you're too lazy to ollie, you know what I'm saying? What about regular nollie pop shoves, you ever do those to warm up? Oh hell yeah, with mad pop. You always land them? Hell no. <laughs> they know me in fucking Halifax. The urban legend. Keep up the good work, guys. You guys make my one-hour drive to work much brighter every day. Hell yeah. Thanks, Thibault. Mad love to France and you. Hell yeah. Thanks for writing in. All right, next up, we got an email from Uncle Al. Yo, can you guys upload to some other free podcast platforms like Stitcher, Google Play, etc.? I'm out of service a lot, and I can't figure out a way to download an episode to my Android phone without signing up for a SoundCloud subscription. How am I going to buy merch if I got to pay to listen? Keep up the good work. The Leo interview was great. Thanks. Yo, real shit, B. I mean, iTunes app should take care of that, but... He says he's on an Android phone. That's the problem. Oh, okay. Yo, word, B. All right. Stitcher, Google Play. I don't know what the hell those are, but if they're fucking free, let's do it. If that's what the people need, we're going to have to take it to the next step. But I mean, are you not able to, to load up the SoundCloud page and then leave it loaded? Does that not work? I don't know. I think SoundCloud just like always uses data. Kind of whack. Mm. All right, B. What's his name? Uncle Al. Uncle Al. We got you. Maybe even for this episode, if not the week after, as long as it's free <laughs> for us. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got an email from Chris Sageman. What 2017 apparel company's team is more stacked? Grand Collection or Dime? Love the show, doggies. Damn, B. You trying to start some beef? Internal beef. But both those companies are friends of the show. You feel me? And uh, I feel like Dime doesn't really have an official team on paper. So that's a good point. We're just going to dodge the question. Everyone that rocks Dime shreds. And the Grand Collection boys be doing the damn thing, too. You dig what I'm saying? That's a nice answer, man. That's, that's how you dodge it. All right, next up, we got a voice note from your boy, Nick Eeks. Back with that Eagles talk. My dogs, what is really good? Thought I'd throw you a voice memo this go around. Last week, you didn't mention Sunday night football at all, but I assume it's because it hadn't started yet. But shit, my Philadelphia Eagles smacked the fuck out of the Cowboys on their home turf. My homie Josh and I were actually at that game. He's a diehard Cowboys fan and losing a bet they would win, he had to rock my Deshaun Jackson Eagle jersey the remainder of the night. Anyway, thoughts on the game and how you think both of their seasons are going to go moving forward. Much love from Texas, guys. Damn, G, that must have been a nice feeling getting to go to Jerry's World and see your Eagles pick up another W. And you are absolutely correct. Me and the Ghost made sure that we had last episode recorded so we could sit down for Sunday Night Football. And as per usual, it was Carson Wentz's show. Seifo had uh, kept a close eye on the game. What did you think, man? Bro, that game started off as a snooze fest, but it was a tale of two halves. Bunch of fucking field goals in the first half. Pure boring. Wentz wasn't looking like himself. I think he missed like 11 straight passes. But then you know what time it is. The second half rolled around, and the man couldn't stop connecting on bombs. Never know who's going to get the touchdown on that team. Everyone looks to be having a blast. But I guess when you're 10-1, and one, you know what I'm saying? There's reason to, to be celebrating nonstop to the point where it's almost getting disrespectful. They're out here dancing the defense. And um, 
I guess they're ten and one now. At the time, they were they went nine and one. The Cowboys, thoughts on them? <laughs> it's a wrap, baby. Seems like it's over for them. Maybe Dak ain't the the next big thing that everyone thought he was. He's just fucking highly dependent on Zeke and that left tackle because he ain't look. He's been looking like a full on scrub these last couple weeks. Yeah, man. As far as I can see, the Eagles are pointed right up. Seems like they're headed to uh, to a Super Bowl appearance or a long playoff run. And without Zeke, it seems like the Dallas Cowboys are a less than average team. But also, what I realized in the last game when they played on Thanksgiving, like they're not even throwing the ball to Des Bryant. They're dipping and dunking, not even getting the ball to their playmakers. So if that's your plan, you're gonna be looking like Alex Smith's been looking for the last couple of weeks. And you need to make big plays in football at some point. And if you ain't willing to uh, to take that risk, they're gonna miss the playoffs. That's for sure. But man, Carson Wentz was up to it again this week. I know they played the Bears, but damn, they got fucking celebrations planned for the first TD, the second, the third. The bowling one this week was sick, man. Nobody's safe when the Philadelphia Eagles come to town. Fun to watch for show. Well, thanks for the thanks for the voice note, man. Hit us up again. Uh, next up, we got an email from James Kerrigan. Dear the Ghost and the Don, couple questions for you guys. One. Predictions for Thrasher, Skater of the Year, 2017. Let me go first. Tiago. <laughs> uh, that felt nice for you, didn't it? No, definitely not going to be Riley Hawk. I mean, Tiago is the easy answer. That's why he blurted it out first. But I'll say Lucian Clark, man. Let's go. Dark horse. <laughs> Let's get it, man. Uh, now you tripping. That's an easy win for me. Maybe you know, Jamie Foy. What about Jamie Foy? Did he win it? Hell no. Thank you. I actually did turn pro, but... Come on, man. It's the Tiago show. He just put out another part. DC's got that cash. Switch Trey Gang. DC's got that cash. And uh, Riley Hawk, we see you trying to put out another part. Trying to fucking... You know, that that curved rail that he back 50 that homie board slid, is fucked. Front 50 Yeah, he should have put oh, the front 50 out first. And then like he stole his thunder by putting the board slide out first. But anyways, both the, crazy. He didn't do the board slide, though. No, Taylor Kirby did. That was fucked. And then part two, wecking ball, yay or nay? It's going to be a yay for me, man. Any kind of uh, personality like that, skateboarding needs it. I got no opinion. Just say no if you cracks, don't like him. No, he cracks me up sometimes, but then other times he like comes at dudes that I like. So I'm like... Well, that's part of the... Can't. I know, I know. So li- he likes him, man. He's a yay. But who'd he come at? Day one song, you know? <laughs> No one's safe, man. Throwback day yo, one, too. Yo, Haul at us, man. Come on our show, dog. Thanks for doing it for the culture and the boxes. Hey, <laughs> James. Hell yeah, B. I thought you were thinking Wecking Ball. Nah, we definitely do it for the boxes. I mean the culture. Hey. <laughs> well, we don't get any boxes, so it better be for the culture. That's a rippity rap <laughs> for the post office still. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting for my first all-timers box. Fingers crossed Christmas is coming. All right, my man. It's time for the rundown, the skateboard world's source for sports. And as usual, we're starting in the NBA, and which was a very special week for myself and Russell Westbrook fans across the league. He finally got his big win over the Warriors. Got to get in KD's face a little bit under his skin. Man, what does this do for Russ? Oh, you know, that that was the game he had marked on his calendar. Finally got to take them on with some 
some firepower. Last year it was almost sad watching Russ take those L's. Uh, you know, happy for him. It was a good game for the NBA. The Warriors don't need to win every damn game. It's all good. You dig? Get some, Russ. Congrats, Russ. You deserve it, baby. Plenty more to come. Hopefully take him out in the playoffs, too, or something. You know, whatever. Next up, we were talking about the Celtics streak for a couple weeks, and unfortunately it ended to a man named Dion Waiters down there in Miami. But they've won two since the loss. How long is this streak going to go? Well, I think now they're just going to be normal. You know, I'm not expecting another double-digit winning streak, but mad props to them back on the winning ways. They're going to fucking outdo expectations by far this year. Real shit. Real squad. Can we get a number? Six wins. Hmm, That's higher than I thought you were going to say. Next little bit of NBA news. Derek Rose has decided to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers. And uh, I think we both are in the same boat here where we we understand his pain. We feel for the man. And hopefully he gets back to basketball soon if that's what he wants to do, man. Real talk. Get well soon. D. Rose, one of the funnest players to watch before his knee surgery. It's one of those sad things, just watching him slowly get worse and worse. But like in his head, he's still amazing. It sucks. You know, anyone who gets injured a lot can relate. So I definitely feel for him. And uh, I think there's too much money left on the table for him to retire because I think he's got about 80 million coming from Adidas. If he retires, he says goodbye to that. So, geez, so he, he might be back. I mean, you got an opportunity to potentially go to the finals this year. You got to fucking stick around. I'm, I'm sure he'll be back in the, in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. Take your time, decompress and hopefully see you back soon. So it seems like tempers are starting to rise a little bit over in Milwaukee. We all had high hopes for Giannis in the squad. They're currently at a 9-9 record. Not exactly what we uh, would have hoped for. And now Giannis seems to be losing his cool on the sidelines, telling his assistant coach that he'd fuck him up. <laughs> What's going on over there, baby? Nothing, no. It's part of the game. Just unfortunate. You can't do a damn thing in pro sports these days without 10,000 cameras and social media yeah, it's not even jumping just, on your ass. Yeah, it's not even just pro sports anymore, man. It's just the world in general. That's true. Everything is seen. But yeah, he probably just got a little bit angry. Yeah, he come out and said today, you know, it's all good. Everyone fights with their brothers. You know, when when you travel, fucking, you have 82-game schedule. It's not all uh, fun and dandy. You dig? Think about being on the other side of that, being the assistant coach that pissed off Giannis so much, though. You'd be like, he went home probably regretting it, you know? A little shook. So the Los Angeles Clippers were off to a hot start, and just like you predicted, they were going to come back to earth a little bit. I think they've gone a little bit lower than the earth, and they're free-falling <laughs> now. Uh, should they sell? And if so, what are the destinations looking like for DeAndre Jordan? I mean, I'd be down to get him up here in Toronto. Absolutely. Get rid of Jonas, Valanchunas team like cleveland i was gonna say what about that a team like the warriors i mean cleveland no one no one could them. afford him yeah how does that work uh you well pay, you have to you trade pay. and tristan thompson makes a shit ton of money so that's, that's scary true. to picture him replacing tristan but why the hell would the clippers want tristan thompson unless he's on an expiring but yeah i don't know it might be time to break that apart they can't stay healthy it's crazy man Gallinari's been hurt most of the season. Patrick Beverly is out for the remainder of the season. They can't catch a a fucking break, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, poor Clippers. Looks like their championship window is officially closed. Slammed shut hard. 
As soon as the Warriors... They put the winter wrapping on that one, man. Ain't even a little peep of the wind getting through that window. Reggie, as soon as the Warriors became the Warriors... It was over. It, the, the window slammed shut. They had a good playoff series. I think they they were the last team to beat the Warriors in the playoffs other than the Cavs in the finals. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the NFL. Let's do a little fantasy football catch-up, man. Things are heating up inside the Bunt League. The playoff race is getting serious. Not going to mention what happened this week. It's okay. I took a fat L to you. It's all good. It goes around. It comes around. We started the season off. You gave it to me good. So it was, it was bound to happen. My team's heating up. Yours has hit a little bit of a low point. That's putting it nicely. If I lose next week, that'll be a five-week losing streak taking me into the playoffs. Good thing I got them wins early when Kansas City was a real squad. Fucking bums. Well, it's Alex Smith, you fucking scrub. Yeah, you still got time to uh, to turn it around. But what was usually one of our favorite times of the year, American Thanksgiving. You know, we get together with our football friends, have a nice meal. So I have one question for you. This fantasy football season, man, what are you thankful for? Which player are you most thankful for? Ah, uh, fuck. I know it's been a rough couple of weeks, so you might... You got, no one you're really. looking bad at all of them, but... I'm thankful for... Right now, I'm thankful for Jamison Crowder. Hopefully, he can <laughs> build on. I drafted sad, him, man. traded him. Dude, my team sucks these days. I mean, I can't even say Le'Veon Bell. Like he's, he, he hasn't got a touchdown in weeks. Kareem Hunt's a piece of shit these days. Rookie Wall hit him hard. I got. I'm not thankful for anyone except for Jamison Crowder, who popped off on my bench. This week in particular, I gotta say I'm thankful for Alex Smith. It was a joy to watch him do his thing, throwing three-yard passes all game long. Scared to make the big play. But on my team, man, it's got to be Mark Ingram. What more What more could I ask for? He didn't have a great game today against the Rams. I didn't necessarily need it. But the guy's on one of the best offenses in the league. And people out there, if you got Mark Ingram, you're probably feeling the same as me. Bro, before we shut it down, I just got a quick question. How the fuck... Are the Minnesota Vikings eight and two without their starting quarterback and with their star rookie running back going down for the season a long time ago? The hell is popping? Man, that's a good point. I haven't thought about Dalvin Cook in quite some time. He was killing it to start the year. But Case Keenum, man, he can sling it. He's the polar opposite of Alex Smith. He's not scared to go out there and make a play. Probably because he's been on every team in the league. Uh, Case Keenum made nothing special, man. So I got to say, it's a lot of that defense turning the ball over. Gives the offense plenty of opportunities. And Jarek McKinnon and Latavius Murray, neither of them seem to be an elite running back. But when you got two of them, you never know what's, what's coming. That could be the answer right there. Running back by committee seems to be working a lot better this year than any of the star running backs, aside from maybe Todd Gurley. Left Bell, too. I mean, they do their thing, but it seems easier for a defense to, to zone in on one RB. Just like look at Ingram and Kamara, and Latavius and McKinnon. Who else? Oh, Philadelphia Eagles. They're rolling three running backs. You can't stop those guys. Real shit, blood. It's just crazy. There's no like. I guess Adam Thielen's doing his thing, kind of emerging. Diggs out there. Rudolph had a big Thanksgiving. He hasn't been too good this year, but but eight and two, man. I didn't see that coming, especially with Sam Bradford and and Cooks going down. Yeah, the funny thing is they started five and zero oh last year. They just started to blow it towards the end to start the year off i thought it would be dalvin cook was the big difference maker but him going down they haven't missed a beat but like you said before los Angeles rams is equally as shocking they were a terrible team forever they've just been doing like 
pretty good all year so we're getting used to to Goff being all right and Gurley back doing his thing the new coach Sean McVay clearly has a game plan that nobody can handle because they just took care of what people were calling a Super Bowl favorite after the last couple of weeks the New Orleans Saints both those teams are scary but the Rams man I'm way more scared of the Rams I think people could get a win in over Minnesota real shit man the playoffs are gonna be fucking exciting this year I'll tell you that <laughs> thanks for telling us the NFL playoffs will be exciting you're welcome all right well, that's gonna wrap up another episode of the bump man mark my words the playoffs will be exciting this year trust me insider knowledge <laughs> fuck karis levert missed another shot all right y'all big thanks to steam whistle grand trading brixton time bomb trading and vans baby couldn't do it without y'all on to the next one Let's go.